It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. One last look at this weekend's game injury updates, what we're confident in and where we're concerned as this team tries to upset Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. All that right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, and we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. And of course, we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I'm David Harrison. My co-host is Chris the Rooster. Russell, both of us credentialed members of the media covering your Commanders. Chris is doing it for the Team 980, where you'll find he and Pete Medhurst live from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern. Monday through Friday or anytime on the Odyssey app. And you can find me on Commander Country, where I'm a writer for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. All right. Thanks again for making us your first view and listen of the day. Today's episode of LOC is brought to you, David, by Bet Online. Our friends at Bet Online has covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. Coming up in the show, our biggest confidence and concern points for the commanders heading into week seven against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, that's coming up. But first, we need to dive into the Thursday injury report, and as we always do on the Friday episode, our final walk-off episode of the regular week, we will tell you that the final injury report obviously won't come out until Friday afternoon, so please check out at LO Commanders as soon as you get a chance to post that. We post it uh, so this way you know whether certain players are playing, have been ruled out, what their official status is. And David, we start with Thursday's injury report, which is interesting and alarming and, um, you know, just what it is. Uh, John Bates did not practice again. Deami Brown, Tariq Castro-Fields, William Jackson III, Logan Thomas, Carson Wentz and Jonathan Williams, again, all did not practice on Thursday. The only change from Wednesday was Castro Fields going from limited Wednesday to a DNP on Thursday. That's not exactly going in the right direction. However, Percy Butler, the safety who's missed the last couple of games, has gone from limited to full. So, Again, Tariq Castro-Fields going in the wrong direction. Percy Butler going in the right direction, at least as of right now. Sam Cosme, and we're going to get to this in a sec, Jahan Dotson staying limited mm -hmm. as they were Wednesday. But, David, Dotson re-aggravated his hamstring to some degree. We don't exactly know how bad he said and kind of – pushed it off and dismissed it as anything serious. Uh, right. But you were at practice. I don't know if you were actually watching at the time. Uh, if so, what did you see? And and what was your sense based on what you know? Yeah, I wasn't watching the route, but I did. You know, uh, I was watching the, the, the offensive line work and a little bit of the defense kind of looking over one into the other. Um, but, you know, very quickly, my glance kind of got caught by Jahan Dotson. Uh, limping through the field and then ultimately to the sideline where he was met by 
medical personnel and trainers. And then, of course, you saw the video, uh, the one that I shared, I think, came from John Kime of ESPN of, you know, John just running his route, going up to make a catch. You know, he had to he had to elevate a little bit to get the ball. And when he came down, there was just that little pinch. And, and you know, he came off the field. And that was kind of that. And that's the thing about hamstrings. You know, like uh, hamstring injuries are just they're, they're so they're so finicky. And like, you know, you could be feeling great for a week and then one day you go out there and it just pulls on you again. And, and I don't know that, you know, and from a non-medical opinion, right, I'm not a doctor by any means. I don't even pretend to play one on TV. Um, to me, it looks like hamstrings. Like whenever a player has a hamstring injury, like you're basically just going to have that injury until you don't need to use that muscle for a very extended period of time. And, you know, when it's not torn, pulled off the bone, stuff like that, we always try to give these players rest and then when they feel better bring them back slowly so that we hopefully don't aggravate it and then basically keep them healthy enough until they're able to run full speed on on a consistent basis but it just seems like the more i see hamstring injuries and i've seen a lot with the buccaneers because of mike evans that basically once you have a hamstring pull or strain during the season it's really never going to be 100 percent. and basically any route you run could be the one that it seizes up on you again you just hope that it never tears so unfortunately like that's kind of the somewhat pessimistic view I have on on this hamstring thing with Jahan Dotson is it's basically going to be a question mark week in, week out. And for this week, uh, on Thursday, it looks like it pulled up again. And, I mean, it doesn't mean he's necessarily going to be out, but tomorrow's obviously going to be very telling. If he doesn't practice tomorrow, um, then, you know, it's very unlikely that he plays against the Green Bay Packers, and that would be a huge blow. Not as big as it would be if Carson were the quarterback because Taylor and, and I, you know, I asked Taylor – uh, about this earlier this week and and he kind of admitted like I don't have a he doesn't have a lot of rapport with Jahan as a receiver quarterback mm-hmm. um, so it wouldn't be as big of a loss I guess if you want to put it that way because they don't really know each other as well anyway but having Jahan on the field is obviously better than not having Jahan on the field yeah and and, and when you say tomorrow you mean Friday which I do mean Friday watch, which yeah. people might be watching this on Friday <laughs> just for full context yep. uh, again uh, we will put out the official full final in, but we don't know if they're going to make a determination on Friday about Jahan Dotson even if he doesn't practice and I would imagine he would be very limited at best uh, but again yeah. we might not officially find out until 11:30 Sunday morning Eastern time so just stay with us we'll have it all covered for you either way way. Uh, we just don't know. We just don't right. know. I mean, Jahan right. afterwards uh, told reporters, I'm not sure if you were in this scrum or not, mm-hmm. uh, that again, he didn't think it was anything major, but like, how do you run the risk of running him out there? Your, your first round pick, a guy who has added juice to the lineup and especially inside the five yard line. And I, I, I understand what he's saying about or what Taylor Heineke told you. And, 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 and that makes all the sense in the world, but make no mistake about it. Jahan Dotson, four touchdowns in in his first, what, uh, four NFL games um, before he heard it late in the Dallas game, and he scored a touchdown in that game, and that's the only touchdown that basically came out from outside the five-yard line in -hmm. the career. I mean, it's a red zone threat. It's a inside the five-yard line threat because he's such a good route runner, and he's so quick and sudden that teams can't cover him from the slot. Uh, or with a safety, or what have you. So I think this is a huge potential loss when you thought you were going to get Jahan Dotson back. Now, again, we're not ruling him out officially, but the writing might be on the wall here 
yeah. when you consider just some of the things you were talking about. So we'll have to see. And when you combine that with the fact that Logan Thomas hasn't practiced and he's missed the last two games, and again, seemingly is heading towards in the direction of missing his third straight game, you know, that doesn't yeah. help Taylor Heineke, uh, 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 you know, either. And, and also, Diami Brown is still not practicing, right? And John and Bates. Clearly, yep. Diami did not have the same impact, you know, against Chicago. Uh, that he had against Tennessee. So, I mean, they are really, really hurting uh, in that regard. Quickly for Green Bay, uh, the big news there is Aaron Rodgers went from DNP on Wednesday, which is not uh, out of the norm, especially for a 38-year-old quarterback, to full practice on Thursday. Now, he was sore in pain, what have you. Matt LaFleur said uh, after Sunday's loss to the Jets, but, I mean, able to go full through, a full go on Thursday at Lambeau Field for the Packers. So that's a positive uh, sign for them. And also – uh, Rashawn Gary, who's one of their big pass rushers. I think he's got six sacks. He was also yeah. a full go. And their two tackles, uh, really their two best offensive linemen, Elkton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari, were both limited. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're having that conversation, actually. I mean, you know, there were some people who were, who were a little turned up when Aaron Rodgers missed practice on Wednesday. But I don't know. And nobody here had any inclination that Aaron Rodgers was not going to play uh, in this game, but yeah, Rashawn Gary, a guy that uh, you know, I asked Jack Del Rio on Thursday about him specifically, like had his best game last year against this Washington Commanders offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming into this one, like there's there obviously or not Jack uh, Scott Turner rather, there's obviously got to be some consideration there, and Scott kind of acknowledged that. But also, Rashawn Gary basically has been playing at that clip ever since that game. Like he's just he's become a, a game record here very early on uh, in his career, and certainly is going to impact Chris who wins this game. But for all you guys out there, we're going to tell you who's going to win this game. Chris and I here coming up on today's episode. And that's a prediction that you can take to the bank because I'm sure we're both going to absolutely agree on that. But before we get to that conversation, we have another conversation about people who want to take your stuff, your hard-earned valuables and possessions. When it comes to burglars, your home is the end zone. Your possessions are the points that they so desperately seek to put on their boards. And you need the absolute strongest defense you can muster to protect your home, your belongings, your loved ones. This is why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security at Simply Safe. Your safety is the only thing that matters. Their cutting edge technology is powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back so you always know that your home is safe. I travel a lot covering the commanders, sometimes covering the Buccaneers. Then there's, of course, Senior Bowl, Scouting Combine, and all this other great stuff uh, that comes up with it. But I absolutely love the fact that I can reach back and check on things back home simply using my phone and i will tell you it is a lot of fun chris to spy on your children when you're in pittsburgh pennsylvania waiting for a bucks game and they don't even know that you're watching it's very entertaining to be quite honest with you plus if you have a package delivery like i have a lot of package deliveries usually it comes in handy in case someone decides that my mail is going to be their outlet to vent any lack of employment satisfaction if you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. with 24 7 professional monitoring simply saves agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency and their equipment options are fully customizable for what you need. So customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for a free interactive monitoring plan and get your first month for free. Again, visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. 
Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Alrighty, thanks again for making the Lockdown Commanders podcast your first listen or watch of the day. Make sure you check out NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL. Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop of the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday night football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts at Bet Online. Follow NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, David, before we go into our bold predictions, why don't we cue up the voicemail line for our pal Hogskins? What up, fellas? Hogskins. Man, let me tell you, man, that was one boring Thursday night game. I can't believe they had these two teams playing Thursday night. Let me tell you, that was just two bad teams playing each other. I mean, it was not one time during that whole game I was excited about anything. Even when we scored a touchdown or I can't even remember what happened. That's how boring it was. But I mean, they got the win, but I don't know, fellas. I don't think they're going to go on a three or four game winning streak. Like in the 2020 season, they went on a four game winning streak. Let me see last, last year, last season, I think it was four games. I don't see it happening this year. <laughs> <laughs> this team has gotten worse every season, you know, with uh, Ron Rivera as the head coach. I, I I just don't see it, man. I'm just I'm I'm not excited at all. So I mean, if it happens, another four game winning streak, maybe that'll help Ron Rivera keep his job. I don't know, but if they just keep losing here on out, maybe win one or two more games, it's gonna be interesting to see what happened at the end of the season with with the coaching staff and everything. Man, anyway, I just wanted to, you know, call you guys real quick, leave a voicemail. So, like I always say, talk to you guys after the next game, or maybe I should say after the next loss. <laughs> All right, you guys take care. All right, Hogskins, we appreciate you as always, pal. Um, yeah, hopefully it's not talking to us after another loss. But, yeah, that Thursday night game last week, uh, David, we haven't been able to do too many shows together uh, since that time. You were in Chicago, so you saw it with your own eyes. I hope the pizza – uh, that you have uh, was was better than the actual football game. It was pretty uh, good. But, yeah, I, I mean, listen, there was a four-game winning streak last year. Ron keeps talking about the key to that four-game winning streak was time of possession, running the ball, uh, controlling the clock, you know, limiting the defense, all that. And he's right, just hard to duplicate. And I, I'll remind you of those last two wins uh, over the Seahawks uh, and the Raiders – you know, we're 17-15, and it's hard to win games with 17 points in today's right. NFL. It just is. I mean, you can, but it's just really hard uh, to do it like that. And back in 2020, the COVID year, I mean, that was so weird. They got off, you know, to a one-and-five start, and then they cranked it up a little bit, and then, you know, they would shoot themselves in the foot along the way, including late in the season when they had a chance to clinch uh, the division at home. So uh, that was just kind of a mishmash, chopped-up uh, yeah, I don't see a four-game winning streak in this team's future either. I don't know if you do, uh, but the bottom line is, is in order for them to get a four-game winning streak, they are going to have to play way, 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 way better in all three phases. And really, I say four phases because coaching and preparation is the fourth phase that you know a, a lot of people talk about, but they don't refer to it, it as that. And and quite honestly. They failed in most of those phases, if not all of those phases, all year long. 
Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward slash nervous to see what this offense looks like with Taylor Heineke, a quarterback, based off of some of Scott Turner's comments. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. But look, if there's a four-game winning streak here, it's going to start uh, in November, November 20th against Houston Texans, and then you've got the Falcons November 27th, and then you've got the Giants December 4th, followed by a bye, followed by the Giants. There's your four-game winning streak if it's going to happen. I mean, if this team would have beat the Titans, which they certainly could have, uh, if they would have beat the Cowboys, which honestly they certainly could have, mm-hmm. um, and then they beat the Bears like they did, then maybe we're talking about this weekend being a four-game winning streak, and then you got the Colts next week, which is another winnable game, even with Taylor. So, yeah, a lot of kind of what-ifs and what could have been and what should-haves and right. and all that stuff. So, you know, appreciate you, Hogskins. Appreciate all of you still sticking with us despite all the reasons you have to not stick with us. So even during these times, especially, we appreciate all of you even more than usual. Well, you, and if you stick with us, you can see our two pretty faces. So that's a... Uh... That's a, a, a positive. Uh, for, Still more uh, audio downloads than YouTube views. So I think well, we still have, all right. we still so have to work on our looks a little bit to get those numbers. Maybe you can hear our pretty voices, <laughs> I, I should say. Uh, either way. All right, bold predictions coming up. But David, what are you most confident about when it comes to this commander's team uh, for this Sunday's game at FedEx Field? Again, 1 o'clock Eastern time. We'll both be there. Uh, and yep. uh, if the football gods are with us, we'll have a live episode from FedEx uh, yeah. after the game, a couple hours after the game, after we get back from the locker room. But what is your biggest yeah. confidence? Um, my biggest confidence is that this team should have beat the Green Bay Packers last year, and they should have beaten this team last year with a less talented team, I would say, than this year's version, even right now, even with Taylor Heineke, even if Jahan Dotson doesn't play. It's it's obviously less talented without Jahan Dotson, but even without Jahan Dotson, this year's version, I believe, is still more talented overall than the one that was there last year against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, again, last year, Heineke, 25-37, 268 yards, touchdown and interception, 10 carries, 95 yards. That's really kind of the big thing because, Chris, I remember that game. I was like, okay, maybe finally we're going to let Taylor use his athleticism as a strength. And I think the very next week he had like a carry for four yards and that whole dream just went up into smoke. So that is my reason for confidence. Now, my reason for concern kind of plays right into that, but I'll let you get your confidence and concern in before I get to mine. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, my biggest confidence is not a good one, and that is both teams on special teams are likely to be a debacle. Um, If you watch the Green Bay Packers just get annihilated by the Jets, it wasn't because of Zach Wilson. It it was partially because of the run game of Brees Hall and the JETS Jets at Jets, but it was also largely because of their horrific special teams, which was a Big-time problem last year, was better at the start of this year, but really struggled under their new coordinator, Rich Passaccia, uh, on Sunday against the Jets. They had a blocked field goal. They had a blocked punt uh, that was returned for uh, a, a return and, and six points for the Jets. Um, Mason Crosby's been a little helter-skelter down, you know, uh, at, at times even this year, uh, even though that was his first miss if memory serves me on Sunday, the block, um, the Packers again, were dreadful in this area last year. That's why they partially why they lost their playoff game against the San Francisco 49ers. Mm -hmm. That's partially why they lost Sunday. The, The commanders, as we know, they have had virtually no return game. I fully expect to see Antonio Gibson uh, as the primary kick returner moving forward. I've seen enough of Dax Milne to know that Dax Milne ain't it right now. And, and, and we all know it's not just on the returner, but I just know enough to know that. And where I'm really worried about is, and I continue to be worried about is Joey Sly. Once again, he missed a very makeable, important, crucial field goal 
that would have expanded the lead to uh, eight points and wouldn't have put the game away, but it would have made it very difficult for the Bears to tie it up, and they almost won it because of Joey Sly's late miss there, David. Um, he's been very shaky all offseason. I don't care what anyone wants to say about his numbers. If you're just looking at his numbers in the regular season, man, you are looking at it wrong, wrong, wrong. And that includes you, Ron Rivera. You're wrong. You're wrong. Joey Sly has not been good all offseason, in training camp, in the preseason, in the regular season. And I'm sorry. I worry about this being a big-time mess on Sunday for both teams. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So going into uh, my concern, by the way, I, I fully expect to see Antonio Gibson back there returning kicks is why I think Brian Robinson right. – has enough of a runway to be the full, you know, full blown starter. Sure. I think you're, I still think you're going to mix in the running back room, but I do expect CAG returning at least kicks. And so, you know, we'll see what happens with the punt game. So, what I'm concerned about, Chris, this weekend is the need for the commanders to get big offensive plays late in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, because what tends to happen when you have a little bit of offensive excitement, that's when your defense decides they don't want to show up. And that's just kind of the way the NFL, that's not even commanders, that's NFL gods, how they work. Your offense finally puts together a dominant drive. And what happens? Your defense goes down and gives up a, a quick touchdown uh, going the other way. That's just kind of how this thing tends to work. So my concern is that this is going to be the week where the Washington Commanders defense, who who's only given up more than 24 points twice this year, decides this is going to be a game they give up 27, 28, 31 points to the Green Bay Packers. And the Commanders need late game heroics from Taylor Heineke uh, and this offense. You look at Scott Turner and what he said on Thursday in the press conference about how the offense is different. And he basically said the offense is really different. Taylor can do some things from a scrambling standpoint, evasion standpoint, but at the end of the day, we're still going to expect him to stand in the pocket and make the throws, which tells me we're not going to take advantage of our quarterback's athleticism. We're not going to roll him out. We're not going to move the pocket. We're not going to use boots. We're going to make our five foot ten Taylor Heineke stand in the pocket and throw like a statue. And I hate that because I've always hated it. And I'm going to continue to hate it. Uh, yeah, I know you hate that. I think they will be more open to it than Scott. Is I telling certainly you. hope so. You know, um, I think they, I, I think they will. Uh, and um, I'll just leave it at that. They would be. Well, dumb to be fair, to Scott's not going to come out either and be like, "Oh no, guys, look, right. we're going to roll to the left. We're going to roll to the right." If Rashawn exactly. Gary's right, he can't say that publicly. And either, maybe so they start off. With a, yeah, and maybe they start off with a more conservative approach, trying to keep him in the pocket, and yeah. then only work that in. Uh, design stuff, design sprint rollouts, design boots off of play action if they need to. Um, Here's my biggest concern, the ability to stretch the field uh, because of either Heineke's arm strength or just simply how good the Packers' corners and their secondary are. Uh, Heineke talked about using his hips, more thrust, more torque, better velocity. We know he was throwing the ball a little bit better over the offseason. He's worked on it. Give him credit. Maybe he's got a little bit more zip. His arm is a little more rested coming into this game, right? We'll see what happens in a couple of weeks. But for this game, probably more rested than it was at this time last year, uh, say against Green Bay, right around the same amount of, you know, right around the same time, uh, because he's just thrown last period, right? Just doesn't throw as much uh, in practice until this week. Uh, but also that that Green Bay secondary, uh, and I think Eric Stokes had an interception on, on the on the boundary in that game at Lambeau Field. He's really good. Jair Alexander, obviously, they have a couple of good safeties in Adrian Amos uh, and physical guys and Darnell Savage and Rasul Douglas had a really nice year at the Nickelback uh, once they signed him last year. So those five guys, their primary nickel package 
it's going to be very, very difficult to move the football and get big chunks of yard. And if they can't get the short, quick, you know, passing game efficiently going along with the run, which the Jets were able to do the run part, then they're going to be in big time trouble. Uh, we will see. All right, coming up, our final predictions for the Packers and the Commanders, two hungry teams. Speaking of hungry, you know what I'm hungry for? Some wins, some gambling action. And how do I do that? Well, I do it the same way you should do it with our friends at betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for football betting and information this season. Uh, David, did you know the line has dipped to Packers minus five, but the over-under is holding steady at 41 minus 110 on Bet Online. You can find out all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles on every game. There's also a special prop that Bet Online has put out. Will the NFL owners get the 24 votes needed to oust Daniel Snyder? Right now at betonline.ag, I'm sorry, betonline.net, I should say, betonline.net, uh, yes, plus 500 or 5 to 1, no, minus 800 or 1 to 8. So clearly suggests that people don't believe they'll be able to get the 24 votes. But you can you, you can bet either way. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live in-game betting, uh, and all the props. You can bet on any sport. Big slate of college football this weekend. Of course, the NHL and NBA fully underway. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Our final segment on our final episode of the week before the Washington Commanders host Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Looking to send them packing three and four as the Washington Commanders look for their third win of the season. Our final picks and predictions for the Commanders going up against Packers again Sunday, 1, 1 p.m., not 1 a.m., 1 p.m. Eastern time at FedEx Field. Chris, first, before we get to the scores, we got to talk bold predictions. What do you got? All right, so my bold prediction, uh, you know, for Sunday is this. Um, and I don't know how bold this is. I, Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Uh, but I'm going to give you something on Taylor Heineke just because he's going to be the number one thing we're going to be watching. He'll run for a score. He'll throw for a score. But I also think Taylor Heineke gets a little greedy, David. And against that secondary that I mentioned that I worry about, uh, as talented as those guys are, he throws two interceptions. So a run touchdown, a passing touchdown, and two interceptions. You want to say that all cancels itself out? Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But that's just me looking in my crystal ball for my uh, bold prediction, if you will. Yeah. I mean, look, it depends on what the uh, Packers offense does with those two interceptions on whether or not that is true. it cancels out. And as long as that running touchdown either comes on the right side of the field, outside the hash, going across the goal line, or on the left pylon entering the, the end zone, then uh, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be fine. Um, 
my bold prediction defense is gonna get two takeaways. I know that's that's bold because it's really not happening, right? And and you had some 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 moments against Chicago that kind of helped them get a win, um, especially that muffed punt, which technically isn't a defensive takeaway, but the defense is gonna get two takeaways in this game. I feel like Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's already an aggressive quarterback, but this team just lost to the Jets. They've already lost to the Giants. Another loss, and things are really gonna start kind of coming down all around them. Um, I think his ability is kind of coming back down to earth a little bit. I saw more than a couple occasions against the Jets where he had probably eight, nine yards ahead of him that he could have run for, and instead he didn't. He sat behind the line of scrimmage and tried to fire in a ball that ultimately fell incomplete. I think Aaron is kind of feeling that pressure a little bit. And when quarterbacks feel pressure, they force some things. When they force some things, they turn into possibilities for takeaways. Chris, which is going to move into my key player. I'll go real quick on that. And that's going to be Kendall Fuller. One way or another, for better or for worse, I think that the Green Bay Packers are going to try to target Romeo Dobbs. They're going to try to ta- target uh, Lazard against Kendall Fuller. And unfortunately, we've seen against bigger receivers and against smaller receivers this season, Kendall mm-hmm. Fuller has been susceptible, even when he's in position, just not getting the play made right now uh, for Kendall. So I have a feeling that the Packers are going to absolutely look to target him early to see if they can't pick up that scab a little bit and make it bleed. Uh, you would think. I mean, that's exactly what I would do. Now, I would point out Kendall Fuller also tends to be a streaky player. He'll go through stretches, right. which, which he has already this year for all year, where he's terrible or not good. And then, you know, he'll go three or four games and be mostly lights out uh, and be very solid. So hopefully they get the good or solid. Kendall Fuller, we shall see. Uh, for me, David, you know, besides the obvious, Terry McLaurin targets, they've got to target him early. We all know that. We've all talked about it. It's disgusting what they it's, – it's almost criminal uh, how they haven't figured out a way to get him more than an average of six touches per game in the first yeah. six games of this year. And Taylor Heineke, which, again, all obvious. I'm going to go with Charles Leno and Cordelius Lucas at left nice. and right tackle. And here's why. Preston Smith, the former Washington NFL – Uh, second round pick uh, who I covered and and got to know a little bit and has been mostly productive in his career uh, and has settled down and had a pretty good run with the Packers. Um, You know, he is on one edge. And then uh, Gary, who we talked about earlier in the show, uh, is also on the other edge, right? And and they have got to make sure that those two guys aren't constantly collapsing the pocket and putting major heat on Heineke and that he's throwing under duress and throwing out of whack and not with his fundamentals and not with his base and uh, what have you and running for his life. So I'm going to go with both offensive tackles, Leno and Cornelius Lucas, as my key players. And David, that brings us to our score prediction. Uh, I know you made yours on the crossover Thursday edition. Uh, for those that did not see it, you went with? Uh, I went with the commanders. And at the time, the line was five and a half. Uh, right now, the line is five, like you mentioned. And I've got the commanders winning 24-21. I think that number 24. Uh, the commanders have allowed 24 points or more than 24 points, rather, only twice this year. The Green Bay Packers have scored more than 24 points only twice this year. Um, I think that the Washington Commanders defense is going to be a huge part of this. So if they can keep the Packers under 24, then I believe that they can come away with the win. The Jets scored 24 on the Packers last week. So, uh, well, actually, I don't remember what they scored on the Packers last week, but uh, I feel yeah, like if the defense 20, can keep them I under think it was 27, if 27, yeah. So yeah. if the defense keep them under 24, then I think the Commanders come out with a win. I've got 24 21 Washington as my 
uh, prediction. Should be pointed out that all not all 27 of those points came against the Green Bay defense, right. of course. The team the scored the points. Fumbled punt, and, uh, not fumbled punt, block punt, and return, so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, David, Antonio I'm Gibson, with, kick return, touchdown counts as points. There you go. I'm going with the commanders as well. How about that? I think this is the first time that I've actually picked them. I'm actually surprised it's, that you picked them, to be, to be quite <laughs> honest with you. I think this is the first time that I've picked them since week one, and well, yeah. I was right up until last Thursday night when I somehow stupidly picked the Bears, but quite honestly, the Bears should have won that game. Hey, look, you're uh, undefeated, though, when you pick the Commanders. That's the I, important that is part. Tr- that is true. I'm 1-0 and on the year because it doesn't happen very often, so hopefully we'll be 2-0 and when we join you next at FedEx Field, but I'm going to go 21-16 commanders with the win all right thanks to um hogskins for the voicemail thanks again everybody for making the lockdown commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day now make your second listen and view the peacock and williamson nfl show brian peacock former nfl scout matt williamson giving you the expert nfl analysis in less than 30 minutes it's free and available wherever you get your podcast if you want to hop in on the voicemail line like hogskins did especially after the game uh and uh, voice your thoughts uh, just do it as succinctly as you can. 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. For David Harrison, who's covering the Washington Commanders for Commander Country on SI.com's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Ed Hershaw on the Team 980, and always loud and free on the Odyssey app, which is where you can also listen to this particular fine podcast. If you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind to one another. If you're heading to FedEx Field on Sunday, enjoy the Reunion weekend, alumni weekend, the parade, and all the festivities that they have. Don't throw your seat cushion at anybody. And thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.